0: Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast. My name is Seven Bailey and joining me today is Ori Benatar. The third week of Premier League football is upon us. Um, it's been a pretty interesting couple weeks and I think this week is also going to be pretty interesting. It's been a great season so far, but I think we should just... There hasn't been a lot of interesting news or anything really important to talk about as of yet. The transfer windows are still open across Europe and some players might be moving at the end of the window, but... You know, I th- I think we should just get into the previews and um, let's just uh, let's just talk a little bit about some of the Premier League matches coming up. Ori, what's your favorite match that's coming this weekend? Well. I think Arsenal and West Ham, while
1: Man U and Tottenham is probably the biggest game of the week and has the top six match, Arsenal and West Ham is a really intriguing match for me. It's a London derby. It's the only game between two clubs still with zero points in the league. So someone's got to get their first point somewhere, whether it's a win for Arsenal or West Ham or a draw and they share the points. So I think this one's going to be interesting, especially because we saw Arsenal have, you know, sparks of hope against Chelsea, West Ham blowing a lead against Bournemouth. They haven't lived up to the their potential yet or just their squad in general and what we thought they were going to be. I'm really excited to see that Arsenal-West Ham game and just to kind of see which team adapts from their first two losses the best. I think it's probably going to be Arsenal and just to get off the schneid a little bit for one of these two new managers for the clubs. Can Emery get his first win? Can Pellegrini get his first win? And whoever does lose the game, if there is a winner, they're not going to be in a good spot. You could be getting into, you know, is this really worth it type season? I think if Arsenal loses to West Ham at home, people are going to start questioning Unai Emery a lot more.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Although I do think that there is a distinct possibility that um, Arsenal does lose. West Ham has been... You know, not, maybe not in the last couple seasons, but in general, West Ham can be a little bit of a bogey team for Arsenal. Jack Wilshire is obviously coming back to the Emirates after leaving uh, Arsenal during the summer. Uh, he's going to be very motivated to perform. You still have a lot of talent on the West Ham team. They haven't been able to fix their issues at the back or really have that kind of cutting edge in the final third. I wouldn't be shocked if Pellegrini makes some big changes for the weekend against Arsenal. I wouldn't be shocked if Arsenal makes some big changes too, but um, I still wouldn't be shocked if Arsenal loses. However, even if they do lose, I don't think... I think there'll be a lot of hate towards Unai Emery, but I don't think it will be necessarily warranted. I think this squad needs a major rebuild. We've been talking about this for the past two weeks that Arsenal is definitely going to be a work in progress. Um, And I think that even if they lose to West Ham, West Ham is a talented team. They have a lot of talented players. Arsenal's defending isn't very good. We've seen that in the past two weeks. Um, I think I I, I wouldn't be shocked is, is what I'm trying to get at. But let me ask you, if West Ham loses... It, do you think Pellegrini's, like is closer to the exit than we probably would have imagined before the season started? Uh, I don't think quite yet. Because let's face it, if they did lose to Arsenal, two of their three
1: losses are against top six clubs. You lose to Arsenal and you lose to Liverpool. They should be beating Bournemouth at home, but you're playing on the road against Liverpool and Arsenal. That's not an easy way to start the season. I think if West Ham aren't out of the bottom five by late October, early November, then I think Pellegrini is going to be really in the hot seat, might get sacked because this is a club with mid-table aspirations. They're playing at the Olympic Stadium in London. They want to join the likes of Chelsea, Arsenal, and Tottenham as a big London club. And every transfer window since they've moved to the London Stadium... They've made better signings every single window. They've improved their team in the summer, and this summer they signed some ringers, some great players, you know, Yarmolenko and Felipe Anderson and Jack Wilshere, Fabianski, guys that could help their team and get them into a top-10 position. If they're not out of a a bottom-five position by late October, then you might see Pellegrini get fired. But I think Pellegrini will finally pull it together. West Ham is facing a tough start to the season, though.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, that's going to be the 10, eight, one of the 10 a.m. games on Saturday, Eastern Standard Time. Um, should be explosive. Every Arsenal-West Ham game, there tends to be a lot of goals, maybe some blowouts from Arsenal's uh, point of view where they beat West Ham 5-0 a couple seasons ago uh, when it was the West Ham's first season in the London Stadium. Um, I am interested, obviously, in this game. I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, it's, it's a London derby, and West Ham fans are crazy, so it should be fun. But my game of the weekend, that I'm really interested in watching is actually... Wolverhampton against Manchester City, which is the first game of the Premier League slate. It's at 7.30 in the morning on Saturday, Eastern Standard Time. Um, It's a rematch of a Carabao Cup tie from last season that I thought was excellent. It was a 0-0 draw, which Man City won on penalties. Uh, It was one of the best 0-0 draws you'll ever see. Just so much excitement. Two managers that were really well positioned to play against each other. They had teams that were similar in in, in skill level um, at the time. I think... We might get, Wolverhampton has had kind of a weird start to the season. They haven't been coming out of the gates as strong as many people, including ourselves, probably thought they would. Uh, I am really excited for this game. I think Nuno is going to be, is a very, very interesting, very smart manager, and I think he's going to develop a game plan to counter Pep Guardiola's tactics, and I would not expect at all a Manchester City 6-1 victory over Wolverhampton. I think Wolverhampton is too talented, and I wouldn't be shocked if there's, maybe this is the first points drop for Manchester City. What do you think? Uh, No, it's Man City. They're going to
1: win. Wolves, they're not there yet. I think that Wolves and Fulham are in very similar paths as newly promoted teams compared to Cardiff. With Wolves and Fulham, it's basically they both need to develop some chemistry. Fulham needs it more. Compared to Wolves, because Wolves have a lot of players from Portugal. They speak the same language. Some guys have played together, the likes of Moutinho and Patricio coming in as leaders and have played together on the Portuguese national team. So that definitely helps. So Wolves have gelled quicker, but they still need time. And Man City is unstoppable. It's going to be very unlikely to see this team drop points against any of the newly promoted sides from last year or any of the newly promoted teams from this season. It's so unlikely for me, especially when you have Benjamin Mendy in the team. And even without Kevin De Bruyne, this team is is unstoppable. Man City is winning that game. I don't see an upset there. But we saw Brighton with United. But if there was any one of the top six clubs last week that you had to say could have lost, you probably would say Man United
0: over the likes of Liverpool or Tottenham or something like that. That's true. But uh, I, you know, it's interesting because I do think that Wolverhampton, you're right, that they do need a little bit of time to gel. Uh, We forget that even though they have a lot of Portuguese players, a lot of those players just just came in in this most recent transfer window. The defense has been very, you know, lackluster. I think the three at the back system isn't really working for Nuno this season. Um, The Premier League is clearly more used to it than the championship. Uh, Obviously, Antonio Conte brought in the 3-4-3 during the 2016 uh, season and that revolutionized the Premier League because every manager including Arsene Wenger and Mark Hughes decided that they're going to try out the back 3. Most teams have gotten used to it, most teams understand how to play it now. Um, in the Championship that wasn't necessarily the case. A lot of those English teams, those second division English teams were not prepared for the 3-4-3 system, especially with quality players like Ruben Neves. Um it's I th- I think it's going to be an interesting kind of we should have we should have thought about that before. Before the season started uh, with Wolves, however, I do think that there's still a lot of a lot of quality on this on the squad, and I wouldn't be shocked. I just think that I don't necessarily think that Wolves is going to beat Manchester City. You're right, Manchester City is unbelievably dominant. They, I don't think they I but I don't think they're going to lose the title this season. But I think that Wolves has the players that they can at least compete with Man City and maybe get a 0-0 draw or a 1-1 draw and at least hold their firepower. But we'll have to wait and see. It's the, it's the first game of the, of the weekend, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but let's move on to the final top six of Saturday, which is Liverpool versus Brighton. And I'm going to ask you, are you at all worried about playing Brighton after their ex, you know, just amazing victory over Manchester United last weekend?
1: No, I'm not worried. I think Liverpool is going to win comfortably. I think their attack they've played together now for so for you know the full season last year and they're they're right on to they're where they left off they're picking up where they left off that was the phrase I was looking for Mane is scoring goals yes Liverpool beat Palace on a penalty and a wide open breakaway in the 92nd minute but they won they got they got the job done James Milner played really well in midfield Nabi Keita is a creative outlet that Liverpool really needed and Allison hasn't conceded a goal and For Brighton to win in Anfield will be very difficult. I think it's going to be hard for them to get some goals or two because Liverpool is much more organized in the back, even with Van Dijk and Joe Gomez as the centre-back pairing because Lovren has not been in the team recently. I think he's picked up some injuries. And also, Andrew Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold is the second-best fullback pairing in the league, followed very closely by Benjamin Mendy and... Whatever right back city decide to play, usually Kyle Walker or even put Danilo there, their fullbacks are just incredible. Robertson and Alexander Arnold change this team and make them really, really good. And I see them winning.
0: So last season, Brighton uh, obviously lost both of their games to Liverpool by very large score lines 4 0, and I think 5 um, 1. You know, I, I would agree with you that I do think that Liverpool. They're the second-best team in the country right now. Obviously, that could change, and the fact that we're saying that it could change uh, is a big indication of how talented this Liverpool team is. I think that Crystal Palace game was a really good indicator for the Liverpool season. I saw that uh, John Green on Twitter was already singing the praises of how this season's going to be different for Liverpool because of the fact that they could beat these teams that were sitting deep. A lot of people are starting to feel that way. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Brighton does the same kind of tactics as Crystal Palace did. Um, I, and you know, maybe they'll play some of their newer signings. Leo Balogun, who was the Nigerian international that Brighton signed, had a really good game against Manchester United. He could have another... Difficult game against Salah and uh, Mane, two African players as well. I still think that you're right. I think Liverpool is going to be able to beat Brighton. Brighton has a tendency to give the ball up in the middle of the park, and sometimes their counterattacks are not as fluid as you would want. Izquierdo still hasn't come back. Uh, they haven't played Ali Reza for more than a half. He's, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how Brighton decides to approach the game, but I think you're right. I think Liverpool is going to pretty easily win the game. Uh, let's move on to Sunday. With the only top six matchup, which is Chelsea versus Newcastle United. Newcastle uh, had to settle with a 0 0 draw after missing that penalty, after Kennedy missed that penalty in the final minute. Uh, Chelsea got that 3 2 victory over Arsenal. How wonderful. Uh, but let me ask you Chelsea seems to be clicking. Uh, their attack is pretty great. They've scored three goals in each of, in their first two games. Uh, Morata scoring goals. Hazard is probably going to start on Sunday. Pedro has scored a couple of nice goals. He's this is a pretty interesting attack. Are you worried at all that Newcastle might be able to, atta- you know, break them down from the back, or do you think Chelsea's going to get another three goal win, uh, or another three goals, and then just beat Newcastle on the road? Maybe not three, but I think they'll win
1: on the road. Biggest reason is that Newcastle basically don't have a right back. Their first two got injured, Yedlin and Menkeo, and then Isaac Hayden, who subbed in for Menkeo, got. A red card against Cardiff. So he's suspended for this game. So Rafa Benitez is going to have to be looking at his squad sheet and finding who am I going to put at right back against Chelsea, a team that thrives on pressure on the wings. If Hazard starts, forget about it. Chelsea could win this game 4 or 5 nothing. But no right back for Newcastle spells trouble. I don't know who they're going to put there with all these guys out. I think Chelsea is slowly but steadily proving to everyone that they are a legitimate title contender, that they could compete with Man City and Liverpool. I don't think they're there yet because we haven't really... They haven't proved that they have a marksman up top. Sure, Morata got a goal. Pedro has scored two. But once we see them scoring, you know, four or five goals in you know, the span of five or six games, then we'll start to see they have a marksman. And then I think Chelsea will be considered a title contender.
0: You know, I, I think Chelsea I I got to watch them up close obviously, and I love their ability to just have these really good runs from high from you know with their opposing teams high lines. Um, Morata is very has always been very good at those counter attack goals slash those running on those through balls. Uh, Jorginho has been a revelation since he's come to Chelsea. He plays the exact way that most Arsenal fans want Xhaka to play. Conte um, is still Conte. I think they still haven't figured out the exact combination that they want to go with Mateo Kovacic, uh, who was very instrumental in that final goal against Arsenal. He hasn't started yet. I think he'll probably start against Newcastle or maybe he'll get a couple extra a couple extra weeks on the bench. We'll see. But I think I think this Chelsea team, I think you're right. I, I was a little bullish on them before they played Arsenal. Um, I'm still worried about their defense. Whenever you're starting David Luiz in a back two, you know, in a back four where he doesn't have two extra center backs covering for him, he tends to suffer. I'm not sure if Rudiger is the exact right kind of player to put next to David Luiz, and I wouldn't be shocked if Newcastle maybe nicks in a goal, maybe Rondon finally starts and he can actually maybe do something in the back, but yeah, I think you're right. I think Chelsea's definitely going to win. I think they're going to win comfortably. I think Rafael Benitez is going to, I don't know what he's going to do. He, he doesn't have a transfer window now to maybe buy another right back. And you're right. I, I don't even know who he's going to put back there. Maybe Matt Ritchie. I, I don't know. It, it seems like it's going to be a pretty tricky task for him. But Benitez tends to play, you know, his team tend to play well against uh, the former clubs that he used to manage. You know, whenever he plays Chelsea or Liverpool with his Newcastle team, they seem to at least put up a fight. They don't lose by too much. But uh, let's go with the final, the, the real big marquee matchup uh, of the week, of the weekend Manchester United at home playing against Tottenham Hotspur. This is in your older brothers, Tottenham. They're a pretty good team this season. They've been a pretty good team for the last couple of years. Manchester United is on the downslope. And um, are, do you think that Tottenham might actually be able to get a victory over at Old Trafford?
1: Tottenham, I mean, they can. They're capable. I think United will bounce back, though. I'm not expecting that game to be very interesting. But when have I ever been right? I'm barely right with these predictions. I went 6-for-10 last weekend. I'm proud of that. But the week before, I was like 4-for-10. So who knows? What I say is never actually the reality. But I'm not expecting a a super interesting game. I think Tottenham's defense is going to be very organized against United's front line. I don't think Mourinho is going to figure out his best 11. He really still hasn't. And all the time he's been at United has not figured out the 11 that he likes the best. And we'll see if Alexia Sanchez is going to play. Apparently he picked up a knock. Um, so we'll have to see what happens with Manchester United and Tottenham. I'm not expecting a great game, but I think Tottenham could potentially win. And the key is basically going to be Harry Kane or Dele Ali or um, Christian Eriksen taking advantage of any potential mistakes at the back that United are susceptible to.
0: Yeah, and they obviously don't have Hun uh, ming Son who's uh, currently playing in the, or in the Pan-Asian games. Uh Funny story. Well, well, this is just a little anecdote that I I was recently researching that Sun has to play for the Korean team right now, the South Korean team in these games, because uh, if the South Koreans do not win this major tournament, he's going to have to complete military service for about 18 months uh, starting next year. So there's a lot of pressure on Sun to bring a trophy to South Korea. And uh, a lot of Tottenham fans are probably really hoping that South Korea can actually win Uh, As an Arsenal fan, I hope he loses so that they don't have his extra attacking talent. But it seems that uh, they have; Tottenham has replaced his attacking talent with players like Lucas Moura. I think Lucas Moura has been very good. He scored last week against Fulham. I think he's a different kind of player than... He's basically the player that I think they wanted from Musa Sissoko, who is to play from out wide, who can get those crosses in and cut in, give that service to Harry Kane from the the byline. Um, I think Tottenham... I, I wouldn't be shocked if they win this game, but I also wouldn't be shocked if Alexi Sanchez uh, who has a habit of scoring against Tottenham just goes destructive all over the Hotspurs. I mean, he's he's a very talented player and he hasn't really caught on with United and it wouldn't be shocking if this is his game where he actually turns it up, even if he does have a little injury knock. But... Uh, I think I think it's going to be a fun game. Even it might be like a tactical game, so it might be a low-scoring game. I, I still think it'll be fun. United, Tottenham. They, it's always a very interesting battle between the two. There's always that quote uh, that Roy Keane, <laughs> Sir Alex Ferguson told Roy Keane, where you know Roy Keane was wondering whether not you know, what was the game plan against Tottenham, and Sir Alex Ferguson just came up to them and said, "Lads, it's Tottenham." And that was it, and they went out and they beat them 4 nothing. So I don't know if it's the same kind of team this year, but it should be, it should be a fun game. But uh, before we get into our final predictions, what are the score lines and et cetera, Ori, why don't you tell us a little bit about who do you have in fantasy this week? Who, do you, who are you looking at to have pretty good fantasy weeks? Well, I'm
1: hoping to get points. I didn't get many last week. I had to use my wild card, and my big pickup was Ricardo Pereira of Leicester. He is turning out to be a great player, right, Esteban? He's been awesome.
0: Wait, Pereira from Leicester or Pereira from Wafford? Pereira from Leicester. Oh yeah. No, he's been pretty interesting at right back. He's uh he's I like him as right back. He's a really like attacking right back.
1: Yeah, and he's he gets assists, he can get clean sheets, so he's the main guy picked up. Also, he's really cheap. He's only five million pounds to get on fantasy premier league. So I really like him. Guys, I'm expecting to have big weeks. Anyone from City, any defender, midfielder, I mean any city player, any Liverpool player, I think could have a good week other than that i think we'll i think this week we're going to get a couple of surprises honestly from you know performances one and one in particular alexander mitrovic i think he could potentially get a goal or two against burnley a team who was playing today in the europa league again and they're really getting they're getting tired so maybe mitrovic gets a goal or two and maybe sesenyon picks up a goal as well
0: I would love that. I, I, I'm really waiting for Ryan Sessegnon to really show up in the Premier League. It's two weeks now. We haven't really seen what he's really capable of. Uh, but I mean, that's why we got to do it. But uh, anybody else maybe from the lower li- lower league level teams, maybe from uh, Bournemouth or in Everton or Southampton that you're looking into? Maybe a Bournemouth
1: defender. I mean, Steve Cook had a big week last week, but Bournemouth is playing Everton, so I don't expect any Bournemouth players to pop up and have a big weekend, personally, because I think Everton is really good, and their defense is going to be able to stop them from scoring two goals. Bournemouth has scored two goals in each of their games this season, and Bournemouth hasn't conceded a goal in open play yet, but I think that changes because Everton have the hottest player in the league in Richarlison. Neil Etheridge could maybe pick up another clean sheet against Huddersfield is very popular. Possible. Watford and Palace can be a very open game. Maybe Zaha has a huge day. Maybe another big performance from Watford. They've looked great in their first two performances. And honestly, any Spanish player from Chelsea, Spanish players from Chelsea just seem to do everything for him so far. Pedro, Espilaqueta, Morata, and Alonso, goals, assists. I mean, the first of the goals and assists in the Chelsea Arsenal game. Five of the six contributions came from Spanish players for Chelsea because Marcus Alonso got a goal and an assist. assisted the goal for Morata, and Alonso assisted the first goal for Pedro. Hazard got the assist on the Alonso goal. But Spanish contributions from Chelsea players. Pick up a Spanish Chelsea player. It could help you a lot.
0: I think you're right about that and it's funny that most of those players didn't even go to the World Cup but uh, let's 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 go into our final predictions let's 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 do these score lines you know what we have to start keeping track of these we have to make this a competition'm I, I
1: I'm, I'm keeping track of mine I got I don't yeah, know right. about you
0: so we're gonna start this week I'm gonna keep track of mine. Uh, because I, I wanna, we have to have a competition. We have to see who has the most victories over throughout the season to see who's really better at predicting in the Premier League. But uh, let's, let's start with the first morning game, Wolverhampton versus Manchester City, 730. What's your score line? 3 nothing,
1: Man City. I'll say Sané gets his first goal. That's going to be my bold
0: player prediction, but 3-0 City win. They're going to stay hot. I'm going to go 2-0 City. Because I, I think that Wolverhampton's going to play them really tough, but I think it'll be similar to the Crystal Palace game between Liverpool, where Man City is they're pretty strong, but uh, you know like they, they'll be able to dominate the game, but Wolverhampton will be strong in defense and they'll be able to at least somewhat threaten the Manchester City backline. But all right, let's move on to the 10 a.m. games. Uh, the probably worst game of the weekend: Huddersfield Town against Cardiff City, two probable promotion uh, relegation candidates. So what do you got? I got a 1-0 Cardiff lead. I think they finally get their goal, and I think Neil Etheridge gets
1: another clean sheet and continues his incredible start to the season. We could see Aaron Moy out again. Uh, he ha- His wife had a baby last weekend, so he might stay with her for the weekend. Don't know. If he doesn't play, Huddersfield's definitely not winning. But if Moy does play, they could.
0: But I think Cardiff gets
1: the 1-0 win. Etheridge is going to stay hot.
0: I'm going to say 1-1 Huddersfield-Cardiff. I think that Etheridge's clean sheet's going to end. I think Huddersfield has scored against both Chelsea and Manchester City. I don't think they're going to be too troubled by Cardiff City's uh, lackluster offense. I think they might give up a, a set-piece goal because Huddersfield has a terrible defense, but I think Huddersfield is going to be able to at least get a point from their first real relegation scrap of the season. Uh, so 1-1 for me. But let's go into th- Bournemouth versus Everton. This should be a fun one. What do you have? One-all draw. I think Everton is too good
1: right now. I would love to see their new signings finally get some game time. I think this is where Bormitt's perfect run ends. Everton is the best opponent they have faced so far. So I'll go with a one-all draw. Do I say Richarlison gets his fourth? I
0: don't. I think that we could see a first goal from uh, Tosun. So I agree with you that I think Tolson is going to score, but I also think Richarlison is going to score, and I think this is going to be one of the most entertaining games of the weekend. Bournemouth and Everton just like to score. They don't like to play defense, and they don't have the strongest defenses in the world. I'm going to say Everton wins 3-2, one of the games of the weekend, and Tosin are going to get on the score sheet. Maybe Walcott gets a third goal. Uh, who knows? But I think it's going to be a pretty entertaining game. I'm going Everton 3-2, uh, which I hope that'll be really entertaining. Uh, Southampton versus Leicester City, what do you have? Leicester 2-1.
1: James Madison continues his hot start. Southampton is bad. Southampton is not very good and their attack is not good either and it's it sucks to be a Southampton fan because your team is not playing well and also Dusan Tadic is lighting it up for Ajax right now probably going to get them into the Champions League group stage next week 2-1 for Leicester I think they play well even without Jamie Vardy
0: damn I also have 2-1 for Leicester I think uh, even without Vardy I think Ilya might get his first goal of the season Uh, I think Madison has been really good I think he might even get an England call up uh, because of his performances it's been pretty interesting to see this basically you 21 Leicester City side with Ilianacho and uh, Madison and all these other players just perform really high. They played very well against Manchester United, and last week they obviously got the victory against Wolverhampton. So I think they're a pretty good squad. I think Puel is a pretty solid coach. I think I don't think he's going to be the first, co- first coach fired unless something really terrible happens. But, yeah, I have the same result as you. 2-1 Leicester City. I hope Ileonacho scores. Um, let's go with Arsenal-West Ham, the final 10 a.m. game on Saturday. Uh, what's your scoreline?
1: Arsenal gets the win, 2-1 to the Gunners. Maybe Aubameyang and Lacazette each get a goal, but I'm going to say they don't. I think that Mikatarian is going to continue playing well. Guendouzi will have a good game. And West Ham is going to be uh, along the ride with Huddersfield and Southampton, still with zero points after match day three.
0: So I, I've been pretty optimistic the last couple of weeks. I've thought that Arsenal could at least get a point with Man City, and I thought they were going to beat Chelsea, and I've been wrong on both occasions, and I don't care being wrong on this one. So I'm going to say... Arsenal-West Ham, 2-2. I wouldn't be shocked if West Ham gets a final-minute goal to just equalize and just put Arsenal's misery to continue. Um, I still think there's going to be some progress. I think I wouldn't be shocked if Mikatarian comes in as a number 10. It will be starts, and Lacazette and o- Aubameyang all play, um, and Ozil might get the bench. I wouldn't be shocked. I don't, I don't know if that's exactly what's going to happen, but it's clear that Mikatarian is the perfect player to play in that number 10 position for Unai Emery. Uh, but the defense is still terrible. Mustafi's bad. Xhaka, he's not a good defender. Guendouzi, I really like, and he has the most tackles in the Premier League, but he's still young, and he could be prone to a mistake. Ramsey is ill-disciplined. Torreira, I'm not sure if he's ready yet to really play in the Premier League. And, of course, there's still the fullback situation, as Monreal is the only senior left back, and I'm not sure if he's, he's really up to pace yet. But uh, I, I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. Uh, hopefully I'm wrong about that one but uh, final game on Saturday Liverpool versus Brighton what's your scoreline?
1: Allison gets another clean sheet and Liverpool wins three nothing and I think each of the front three will contribute Mane probably gets another goal I think Sadio Mane is going to eclipse Richarlison as the player of the month for the month of August because I'm expecting him to have a big game against Brighton.
0: I'm also agreeing with a Liverpool victory and a Pretty good one at that. I'm gonna go one extra goal. I think Liverpool's gonna get four goals. Um, I think you're right. The front three is gonna score, but I wouldn't be shocked if Daniel Sturridge also scores again when he comes on in the 80th minute. He he comes on, he scores. That's what he does. So I wouldn't be shocked if he does that again against Brighton. Um, Liverpool is pretty good. I mean, if they they could jump Man City on goal difference this weekend if they get a big result against Brighton, but uh, let's move on to Sunday. August 26th, Watford versus Crystal Palace, the first game of the of Sunday. That should be a fun game. I'm really excited for that one.
1: I think this is going to be a really, really exciting game. Watford and Palace, two-all draw. I think the Watford midfield is going to continue to play well, and I think that Wilfred Zaha is going to score some goals in this one, even though Juan Bisaka will not play for Palace on Sunday. I'm expecting a two-all draw. I think it's going to be a really good game.
0: I'm going to go with Crystal Palace winning. I think they're going to win 2-1. Uh, You and
1: Crystal Palace, man. You You with Arsenal, Palace, and Wolves.
0: Well, I like entertaining teams. What can I say? But no, I I honestly think that Watford has been very good. Um, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think Watford could easily win. But I, I still think that Palace has, like, they played very well against Liverpool. They obviously beat Fulham. I think this Palace team is professional. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if Christian Benteke is able to get a couple goals in there uh, to redeem himself from all the criticism he's been getting. And Watford has been great in the midfield. There's no denying that. I think they've been a real surprise in these first couple weeks. But I still think Palace is a better team than Watford, and I still think that Palace is going to finish above Watford. So that's that's generally my thinking. If, you, if that team is going to finish above you, I expect you to beat them. So I think Crystal Palace wins 2-1 in a tight game. A nice fun different kind of London Derby. Um, but yeah, I think I think Palace wins this this week. Uh two one. All right. Let's go to Fulham versus Burnley. This should be a fun one. What do you have?
1: I think Fulham gets the win, 2-0. Burnley's still going to be exhausted. They're in Greece for the Europa League, and then they got to go back to England and do this entire thing again, another Thursday-Sunday week for them. I think Fulham finally gets some points, 2-0 over Burnley.
0: Uh, agreed, 100%. I think, I think Sassignon finally gets off the board. He gets his first goal in the Premier League. Um, I think Mitrovic is going to have a great game. Hopefully Sherler can actually have an impact. It seems like he's been a little has a disappearing act between games. He just keep kind of has some moments and then he just kinda of fades away. So maybe he can get on the score sheet. But yeah, I'm gonna go with two nil, Fulham. Uh and let's all right, so Newcastle, Chelsea, what do you have?
1: Same score line. Chelsea's going to be Newcastle two nothing. I mean, Newcastle doesn't have a right back. It's going to be a long day for them. Chelsea's maybe not going to score the three goals that we've seen them score in each of their first two games. I'll say two nothing Chelsea, and I think even if Hazard doesn't start, Chelsea is going to
0: dominate. I agree, but I think Chelsea's going to win three uh, one. It's going to be similar to their Huddersfield game, but they're you know they're going to give up that goal. I think Morata is going to have a very good game. I think Hazard is going to start and I think he's going to absolutely terrorize the Newcastle backline. Um they're still playing on the road so I'm not going to give them like a huge scoreline, but I think 3-1 is conservative enough for me. I think this this team is very very good. They're very good in the attack. They're very smart. Um they just have so much talent. They have a very good coach. I think they're going to be able to get past Benitez and Benitez might be in a little bit of a crisis at the uh, at the beginning of the season, but uh Hopefully not. We'll have to see. But, uh, alright, final game of the weekend. Manchester United versus Tottenham. What's your scoreline? one nothing. Man United. They bounce back with a win.
1: I think Pogba has a good game. I think um, Herrera maybe plays and plays well. I think United get the one nothing win. They're going to have their moment in in the glory after the big loss like they usually do, and then it's going to go back down to some disappointment. But I think there's at least a bright spot. If United do lose to Tottenham this on Monday, uh, Mourinho's not going to hear the end of it. It's going to be really, really tough to be a Man United uh, supporter. It's going to be really tough to be a Man United player too. So 1-0 United.
0: There's too much at stake. Yeah, no, there, there's a lot at stake, especially because there's going to be some fan protests. There's already a lot of talk that Mourinho might get sacked. I don't think that United is going to win, though. I think it's going to be 1-1. Man United Tottenham draw. Harry Kane's going to get the opener. And then United might feel like they win the game by getting a last-minute equalizer. But I, I just don't think this club is right. I think the mix, the balance isn't there. Mourinho has not figured out what to do with this incredibly talented squad. Pogba is still linked with some moves to Barcelona or maybe even Juventus. I don't think I don't think Man United is really ready for the season and it's going to take them a little bit more time to really get into their groove. and I don't think it's going to happen with Tottenham. Tottenham is one of the smartest teams, one of the best teams in England. They have a lot of talent and they're prepared. they're ready to go. I think one1 Tottenham finally gets a point or a real a real hard one point against uh, Man United at uh, in Manchester. But that's it for this week. We'll be back on Thursday to recap. The week, the weekends. All oh, right, we'll be back on Monday. What am I talking about? Early,
1: earlier than Thursday, man. We're not <laughs> taking a week off. We're two, two days a week, man. We never, we never rest
0: here. We never rest here, that's for sure. But uh, we'll be back on Monday to discuss all the results. I think it's going to be a pretty explosive weekend. We have some really good matchups. Uh, hopefully, I can beat you this week. Uh, I'm expecting to beat you because that's what I do. You
1: prob You probably will. Yeah.
0: Come on, you gotta talk. You gotta talk some crap. You know, that's how. That's this. I'm this not good fun. at talk.
1: I'm not good at talking crap. I'm realistic. The fact that I got four results right in the first week, no good. Um, but at least for last week, I picked some results that weren't so obvious. I had Watford beating Burnley, I had Leicester beating Wolves, I had Everton beating Southampton. My biggest no-no was Newcastle Cardiff 3-1. A lot of everyone picked United to beat Brighton. Very rare that Brighton was going to win that game, but Newcastle beating Cardiff 3-1 was a bad pick by me. So hopefully I beat you, but I'm not. I'm not so confident.
0: <laughs> I don't like realism. I want some more t- uh, back talking. So, but regardless, we'll see what happens on Monday. You can either gloat or you can either wallow. Uh, you have to come back and listen to us to see what happens. But uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back on Monday. Keep following the feed. Keep going on topflight.com to read some of our great articles, and uh, we'll, we'll see you guys soon.